Welcome to Schoolboy and the Dropout, a tale of two trainers, where we talk about lifestyle, fitness, health, and wellness, all while having a ton of fun. Enjoy the show. Dude, fuck that frog. So tell, yeah, tell, tell them about what happened. Check this out. We were coming out to the gym, working out, trying to go to Schnooks. No, no, no. We were coming back to your house, actually, because yeah, yeah, we yeah. just walked to Schnooks. Came back, and there was a goddamn frog on my windshield. I was like, what the fuck? How to get there in the first place? He hates frogs, by the way. I do. They're, they're disgusting looking. And then I was like, let me, let me just wipe it off uh, with my windshield wipers. I was like, nah, let's see what happens. You know, going 60 miles per hour. <laughs> Not with yeah, those sloppy yeah. lips. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, call me mean or whatever, but fuck frogs, you know? It was a 40 mile per hour road, went 60. That dude spread his fucking goddamn. What, what are they called? His toes? legs. His toes. toes. Yeah, whatever. But that shit started peeing all over my windshield for fuck's sake. <laughs> Disgusting motherfucker. And then he windshield wiped him off. Yeah, I did. Cause That's fuck fucked that guy. Up. That's fucked up. I should have put my engine and then wrecked my car. <laughs> Actually, no, in my oil pan, when it's hot and then rough the shit out of it, boom. Okay. You psycho. Fuck that frog, dude. Disgusting ass. It was a toad, too. But, uh, so first day of classes was today for me. Yeah. I don't like it. Let's see how that went. Uh, well, I didn't go to my chemistry class. Good shit. Okay. My 1 p.m. Probably the most important one to go to if you want to go to anything today. Yeah, to be honest. Should have probably skipped my first class and went to the chemistry class, yeah. But, I don't like it. I don't like Lindenwood anymore. Fuck you, Lindenwood. You never liked it. I never did, honestly. How'd you know that? I never told you I didn't like yeah, you it. You fucking always said it. I fucking hate this place. <laughs> I said what? You said I fucking hate this place. Oh shit, I did. The yeah. only thing I liked was the gym. They have a nice ass gym. Yeah, their gym is Let's super Let's keep going nice. back there. Dude, we just walked in and out. All the time. <laughs> Alumni, get out of here. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't like it. Maybe I'll switch schools, <clears throat> see what happens. Maybe I'll like school better. But, you know, I'm just in that predicament of butting head with my parents about when I quit school, they're like, no, you know, I think they just want that security in my life. Well, you got to tell me exactly what happened, because it wasn't just the... Nice talk you were saying it was like. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't a nice talk. It was a lot of argument, back and forth, and honestly, I, I didn't go into details with you yet. But like me myself, I'll feel bad too if I quit, because that's what my parents want, you know. And they, uh, they, they brought me like across the world, across seas, dude. I don't like twelve years of just fucking grinding and grinding, and grinding, and just to get me to like that security life, that secure life, and that's what they want, <clears throat> like, I see their point, they don't see my point, <laughs> I don't want to see it, I don't think, I don't know, but, my my dad and my mom, they're, they're basically shocked, which is normal, you know, when when your parent wants you to get a degree, and you're just like, nope, that's not what I, what I want to do, you know, right, but I personally do, like, like I said, honestly, I do feel bad if I quit, like, even if they say, okay, it's your life, do whatever you want, and then I quit, I think that they'll keep playing in my head, and that's going to restrict me from reaching my full potential, in the beginning at least. It'll take me a while to settle. Uh, I'm not finding the time to try and balance training with soccer and work, and it's pissing me off, it's frustrating me. Uh, workout today with Matt, like we uh, started a new program, so that was good, so I felt good. But that's mainly because it was a new program. So it was a new stimulus, so I was like, yeah, let's get this shit. But if it was the same shit, I would have probably had, like, a bad workout. So shout out to Matt for that. Holler. Yeah, good, good workout, good programming. Mm -hmm. But I don't know, man. I think tomorrow I'm going to do the paper. Well, well, actually, tonight I'm going to do the paperwork to transfer to another school. Tomorrow, get the paperwork from Lindenwood, give it to the new school. See what happens. I don't know. <clears throat> well, the new major I'm trying to go into is uh, sports management, so it's easy business classes, you know. Yeah. It's not nothing too crazy on science, so I'm not, I'm not gonna waste a lot of time, and I can focus more on uh, personal training and soccer, depending on the time. But does SLU have a soccer program? They do have a soccer program. So just yeah. in case, if you work good enough, you could always like try and get them to coach. Yeah, it's pretty difficult. Well, they're like top ten fucking like D one, mm. and I don't know. It's pretty difficult to just walk on, you know. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, but like, I walked on the team. Lynn was D two, so. Lynn was D two. Yeah. yeah. So. 
I competed at Lindenwood. It's not like I didn't compete. It was just towards saving money, but forget that shit. But I walked on for the um, St. Louis Community College NGCAA. Like, I just kind of walked on, practiced, did well. He said, okay, yeah, you may stay. But community college, dude. What the fuck? Well, my friend got a scholarship from community college to a D1 school, mm-hmm. so there's still that possibility, too. You that's usually what happens. That's usually what people do, but... I community college is just too boring for me. Mm. It really is. I don't like the environment there, like class wise and everything. I just don't like it. There's a big gap. I don't think of the college in general, so. Probably. <laughs> yeah, but like community college, there's just a big gap in the class. There's just like these like super smart people that are like, what are you doing there? And there's this stupid, like really, really people that need a lot of help in their education. And then. You just find the professor teaching everyone the same way. It's just like, mm. well, fucking focus on this guy. Forget this guy, you know? Which is a good a, a good point, actually, that I can make. A lot of professors, you find them focusing on, like, the smarter students rather than the student they need the most help in. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. That could be a whole other podcast, dude. It could. Yeah, honestly, it could be. We'll save our topic. Yeah, that's a, we'll like, save it. There, there are good pros and cons in that one, but... Put it in the book. <laughs> Put it in the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the imaginary book, the one we don't really actually have. <laughs> we never write these down, bro. Yeah, but um, let's go ahead and uh, go into um, the further topic you wanted to go into as well. Um, Excuse me, I'm just drinking my uh, sparkling water over here. Shout out, Schnooks, two for one. <laughs> <laughs> it's good shit, dude. Yeah, we have like it's really nice. Four dollars of sparkling water next to us. I know. One, two, three, four, five, six. I already drank two of them too. Oh yeah, we're not fat. We like it's sparkling water. water. Yeah, it's just water. <laughs> Speaking of, we're trying to figure out if sparkling water is good or bad. You know, hit us up in our DM. Let me know what you think, because we're we're still pretty confused on it. We are, we are. Honestly, and we're professionals. Like, come on, <laughs> and we're still like, I'm honestly confused about it. I, I it's water too. and it's carbonation. Carbon's but, part of your body. Your body's made up of a lot of carbon, so we're trying to like convince ourselves that it's good because we drink so much of it. It tastes pretty good. Well, no, 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 it's good, but like we're trying to convince that it's healthy, you know. Oh, I mean, like, yeah. at, least, at least it's water. At least it's not like I soda. You know it's mean? not, yeah, it's not. It could be way worse. But imagine, like, if you're walking around at your gym with those, people think there's soda in your personal trainer. Yeah, they wouldn't like that. Yeah, how many clients do you think you'll sell in a day doing that? Probably 100. They're like, damn, you drink soda too? Oh, shit, dude, talk about, um, how'd you, you did your, excuse me, your lower back seminar, and then you sold, like, yeah, so, 50 people? No, 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 definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so at my gym... Um, what I'm doing is I'm kind of setting up myself to be the trainer I want to be. So for people out there who train, you kind of should the know this. The dumb one, right? Huh? The dumb one, right? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> so people no, out there. not the dumb one. <laughs> people I should know, like, you want to find your target market no matter what business you're in. And for me, um, I'm looking for people who are um, in my industry who are in pain, um, discomfort, immobility, um, past injuries those are my specialties so what i did is i set up seminars that are free to attend and then from there i focus on like the main core topics don't go into too much detail and then um, kind of graze out and find my niche so i'll go into exactly how this went down so uh, i put up um banners so my fitness manager is really good about this he helps out with um kind of taking care of um, the marketing and advertising side of it so i just give him the paperwork tell him what i want to do tell him the date and he takes care of the rest. So he put up banners, put up um, little, um, uh, what are they called? Like the, the flyers. Yeah, fly. There we go. Though. I was trying to think of a word. Uh, flyers around the gym, next to, like where you go to piss at, or next to where you walk into the, um, go to take a drink. So like you look through, like look at it. Hey, just to point that out, I am the foreign one, and I thought of the English word that the American didn't. Shout out. Mutafedra. I thought I thought of the uh, the Arabic <laughs> word. I but... taught you that, you bitch. Oh, okay, but um, so. He set up all this kind of stuff, and then um, I had a pretty good turnout. I ended up being nine people that showed up out of ten that signed up. That's so, better than your kettlebell seminar. Yeah, because at the kettlebell seminar, seven people showed up. Two people, actually. No, wait. Seven people signed up. Two people showed up. Three. Well, you, but that doesn't really count. <laughs> well, you were on the sign-up sheet, so I guess yeah, exactly. you Exactly. But, um, so, at the Low Back Pain Seminar, I just talked about um, the six foundational movements. I talked about the six core components, the two anterior slings. I broke down um, the spine itself, so going into the cervical, thoracic, lumbar, sacral, 
coccyx, how the sacral, um, that side joints interconnect with the iliac crests, okay. and how the um, ischium comes down and makes your whole entire pelvis. So basically, your spine and your hips are the same. Um, they're all kind of one large um, stack stacked movable joint um <clears throat> went down to the science of of what the spine is um the research behind the spine damn i should have attended that seminar yeah it was actually it was really really set up good um talk about why the seminar is shaped how it, i'm sorry talk about why the spine is shaped how it is instead of it being like a rod how it's actually naturally curved um talk about the two main um Wait, so i don't have lordosis it's just me. yeah you do <laughs> uh, we talked about the two um main spine structure changes which is lordosis and kyphosis um, talked about simple ways to get out of that, but didn't go into too much detail. So and by the way, lordosis curvature in the lower spine, kyphosis in the upper. Oh yeah, so yeah, people don't, so don't know. Yeah, it's basically when when you're when you see somebody's kyphotic, basically their their shoulders are rounded yeah, forward. They have a really over. really far forward head, and typically you see in older people, um, to where the, their scapula is basically still in their spine, but it's just a nice curvature of their spine. If it was an imbalance of posture. Um, you'd notice the shoulders slack would be forward. It wouldn't just be their their, their upper back. It would be everything. Um, so with the um, lordosis, that's more low variety. So it's basically like you have an anterior tilt. Uh, people, if you want to just look at um, when, when women wear high heels, their butt kind of sticks into the air. Um, that's an anterior tilt that's going on. A lot, of, a lot of people on Instagram, if you go on Instagram, basically everybody's posing for a picture. Everybody anterior has tilt. Goddamn Just, yeah, it's bad. Anterior Literally tilt, everybody. lordosis going on all, all up the Bro, I saw a chick was a fucking walking Instagram model. Like, literally, in real life, she was walking around with her butt sticking out, and, like, it was just bad. I was like, I yeah, think people think that's sexy, but yeah, it's not. It's not. To I'm me, like, it's like, goddamn, look at the lordosis. Uh, right, that's what I say, too. That's why, oh my god, look at that lordosis. It's like, bad. It's like, why are you taking that out of Instagram? Oh, like, let me get you in some fucking posture hacks right now. <laughs> right? <laughs> but, um, so, <clears throat> went into that, went into, like, um, so ways to correct those imbalances just really lightly. Didn't talk about any extra, just talked about what you need to do to strengthen um, the overactive and weak muscles, just to kind of stretch and, and strengthen. And then, um, from there, Went into the um, the little next seminar follow-up. So then went into the six foundational uh, movement patterns. So that would be squat, hinge, lunge, carry, push, and pull. Um, talked about just how those integrate with the spine, how it creates more stability and strength if you apply these techniques properly with the amount, right, correct amount of resistance and the correct um, form. And then went into um, the two anterior slings, so the anterior, I'm sorry, two oblique slings, the anterior and posterior, so your lats and glutes, and then your adductors and obliques. And then went into um, kind of simple, kind of went into simple, uh, <laughs> simple understanding of why that works, because the bipedal human, when you walk back and forth, um, basically you're using the anterior um, sling when you go forward, posterior sling is you're coming back in that, that opposite motion where you're swinging your torso, so. Um, talked about that, just briefed upon it, and then went into um, the next topic, which was the six core components. So it's anti-rotation, rotation, anti-flexion, flexion, bracing, and drawing in. Talked about how those integrate directly with spinal stability and strength. How long did that seminar last? An hour. Yeah. So I wait. Went, so you covered um, all that in an oh, hour? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So it was. That like, must have been hard. It was. It was hard. I'll show you the document after we're all done uh, that I created to have them. Just like take the on. core components, flexion, anti-flexion. It's hard to talk about. So that might take me more than an hour. To but talk no, check about. this out. That's that's why I did this, right? So I just did this as in, um, and I'm kind of going along and explaining it. About yourself. Exactly. I did this yep. as an introduction to like, hey, here's the next topic in the next seminar. Marketing. Yeah, right, it's yeah, like yeah. it's like here's here's a little, here's a little piece of the pie, but you haven't gotten the whole piece yet. You haven't gotten the right. whole pie. So, um, it's like a little teaser. Yeah, I just talked about it, talked about why that integrates to the spine, but didn't show you exercises to do it, how to do it right, when to program that, anything like that. And then went into um, what was the next thing? We just talked about two slings. Talked about the six foundation of movement. Talked about the core components. Um, then talked about the stability and mobility continuum. So the stability mobility continuum is like ankles are mobile. Knees are stable, hips are mobile, low back stable, thoracic spine's mobile, shoulders are mobile, elbows stable, wrists are mobile. So, and how that integrates with the spine, if one chain is off in the link, then you're only as strong as your weakest chain. So, I'm sorry, only strong as your weakest link, which means that the entire chain is broken. You have to correct that, that link before you can move on. So, um, that's going to be your first seminar. So, <clears throat> whenever I finish up the seminar, I said, well, look, our hour's up. Um, 
there's a lot more information to go into. I've only got given you like a little little spice of each, but really we can go deep and dive into each one of these. Um, this is part one of a five-part seminar that's going to cost $35 to continue with the next four seminars to finish up the whole entire piece of the puzzle. After this, you're, you'll have your full programming to correct your back pain and prevent it from the future. So I sold it just like that. Said, um, so I how said, many people you sold for? Yeah, so four out, out of the nine. So, so four people are paying you 35 for each seminar? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good so shit. from there, I told them, I said, um, just simply enough, like, um, if anyone wants to stay and would like to go ahead and move forward with this, just go ahead and stay in your seats. Everyone how is it paying you? So, like, is it just, uh, are they straight up giving you that one for No, it's, it's, seminar, it's, or? it's paid in full, but it's paid through gold. So they've already committed, they've already paid the money, they have to go, they have to go attend them, or they'll just miss them and I'll still charge them. Shit. Yeah. Good shit. So, so already, I'm not so mad about already, it. So they already paid the full. Yeah, they already paid one forty in full. And that's per person, right? Yeah. And you sold four people. Mm-hmm. Good shit, dude. Yeah. So um. Damn, this dude got five sixty just like that. <laughs> <laughs> so from here, um, what I wanted to talk about, why I want to talk about this in a podcast, because he actually actually asked me to talk about it to him, but I felt like it would be a good topic to kind of bring up with a podcast because. Um, as a it, trainer, it, it shows like um, fitness knowledge, but then it shows how you can break it down to sell yourself right. to clients. As as a trainer, what you need to know, and I think I've said this in a podcast before, is that people don't know how much you care. I'm sorry, people don't know how much you don't care how much you know until they know how much you care, right? So the reason why this matters is because in that seminar, you're already set up as this is a low back pain seminar which means that I care about your pain. I want to correct it. Mm-hmm. I'm the trainer to correct that pain for well, you. Well, depending on how you ran that seminar, but yeah, it looks like you were well, successful. Well, that's, that's, exa- that's exactly how I ran it. I, ran it. I walked in and I said, I know this is a sensitive topic. Some people deal with pain for a lot of their life, and I think it's just a normal thing, but this isn't a normal thing. Um, you can get out of this pain. Well, yeah. Dude, so, that, that's a big uh, like part. People think that lower back pain, oh, it's normal, part of life. It's whatever. not. It really isn't. Like There are ways to correct back pain, and there are ways that you're doing that's causing that back and pain. I, and what I kept saying the entire seminar is that these movements will be practiced in the gym, but they translate to every single day. Oh, for sure. Like That's why there's six foundational movement patterns. That, that's they're foundational a, because they move outside of the gym. And that's fundamental a, to your system. Right, and that's a big thing. A lot of people leave their workout at the gym. They're like, I worked out. That's it. That's at the gym. I'll wait till like tomorrow or like the day after to work out again, and that's my time at the gym. It's not how it is. Like You carry whatever you do at the gym your everyday life which means if you have bad form and you just continue you, to use that bad form you can be fucked up you're gonna eventually see an injury it's just it's it's a matter of time but so literally what i was telling him is that like hey every time you brush your teeth what are you doing hip hinge right you're hip hinging back you're sliding your hips back grabbing the toothbrush looking in the mirror and just brushing your teeth i'm just upright the whole time brushing you are teeth. I really always i always take a slight hinge i don't know i'm just so used to it but if you would hinge and you'd hinge from your low back just arching that back going to posterior tilt no I, well i'm thinking about like how high the counts up that I reach for my toothbrush? Well, see, and my I'm mirror. I'm upright, and I'm just like. If Whoa. I'm upright, I can't see myself in the mirror. Hmm. I don't know why. I look, it's kind of weird. I look staring Your bathroom is like the ceiling's kind of low. Yeah, so that's it is. Why. It's really yeah. low cut. But um, I don't know why. But most people will hip hinge while they're while they're brushing yeah, their teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, most people hip hinge while they're grabbing like something out of the cupboard below. Most people. I don't know. Hinge. I I snatch my toothbrush. You know, oh, okay. Correct form. Okay. You know, jerk clean and jerk it. Yeah, oh yeah, clean and jerk it. <laughs> and then I Turkish get up the toothpaste. Good smart. shit, dude. Good smart. shit. You gotta keep smart. that low back healthy. You know? You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, I just, I simply was just building value in what I had to offer. Started myself off and positioned myself as a person to come to for that knowledge, which let them know that I cared about what's going on. I let them know that, that, <laughs> that literally that everything that's going on in your life is going to be addressed in this seminar. Um, and then, so from there, I was able to establish that value through. The knowledge, right? So when you're knowledgeable you and you're build that value before you sell them. Yeah, and when you're knowledgeable and you have the principles to solve their problems, they think that you are like God. They're like, holy shit, he really knows what he's talking about, right? Instead of being some some bullshit trainer out there who just doesn't really know what he's doing, just isn't a training because he wants to just be in the gym. He's just putting a sweat on you. Yeah, and just is there to there to just make you sweat and just feel the burn, right? So that's how <laughs> um, a lot of the trainers are. And yeah, I've, yeah, I've yeah. seen and you get rocks chicken it. every day. I've seen it so many fucking times. You see it a lot more at the YMCA. No offense, YMCA. You but... just see it everywhere, to be honest. Well, yeah, but because I've been, at, I've been like, I've been going to the YMCA a lot, and um, some of the trainers, like, I'm looking at them training, and I'm just like, bitch. And that was like sophomore, junior me, 
Like with with me with starting normal form and shit. No, I I've had. I to... saw your videos. No, bitch. <laughs> the only thing that was he look was at like, his Instagram. No, go way just, back. The one where he's it on was a pole. Just my lordosis, dude. Yeah, yeah, that's when it started bad. getting like worse. My lordosis without me realizing, but generally my lifts were better form. I was just looking at the trainers. I was like, what the fuck? There was only one lady at the YMCA. And uh, she was actually a good trainer because like, I was listening to what she was talking to the people and stuff. So she was building that value before she was like, let's get that sweat on. And that was just training. I was like, you don't belong at the Y. You belong somewhere else better. Maybe she's just starting her job just like you and then she's going to build her own business, which I hope she will because she's a good trainer. But I want to finish this topic, but let's actually go into that. That's actually a really good topic. What? What's your philosophy as a trainer? But hold on to that thought. For me, hold on to that thought. What's your philosophy as a trainer? But let me go back into the, the um, topic I'm, I'm trying to finish up with the sale. So um, basically, I built the value, established a rapport with the people as they were sitting in the chairs because I was actually asking questions to the public. Like all nine people who were there were interactive with the conversation. So I said, um, like, do you experience pain when you do this? Do you experience pain when you do that? Um, and I would ask them questions about the information they learned. So like, okay, the mobility continuum, mm. we start down the ankles without mobile or stable. And then I would just point at somebody. And they go, oh, mobile. Okay, cool, you remember. Great. Next person. And they said knees. And they're like, oh, mobile. And I'm like, wait a second. And let's talk about this. This is a good point that you brought that up. The knees aren't mobile. They're stably, their stability it comes from their structure. Their ligaments hold them together. You can't have a mobile knee. It only goes in one plane of motion. If it went exactly. in all, all ranges of motion, it'd be bad. Extension. You don't want to have that mobile knee. Yeah, you don't. So. Oh, yeah. Dude, a lot of people think that you want your knees to be mobile. No. You don't. It's just stability. That's what it is. Well, they get confused about, because the knee typically... Well, to be honest, I, sometimes I confuse myself. People get confused. Not with the knee, but with other joints. Whenever you bend your ankle, your knee typically moves. Well, yeah, like, it's not even that. Like, your hip, knees, and ankles, like, generally they all move together. Right, like, right. Like, when you do, like, when you do when one you thing walk, with your squat, ankle... you walk, squat, hip hinge, right, and yeah. It's going to affect the joints, so... Yeah. The, the joints generally work together. They don't work by themselves. Right. So stop taking science. Like they study, like this, they put the skeleton up, then they put the musculature up. There's right. no fashion involved. It's just like all this like ligaments, tendons are separate. Everything is one but piece. But yeah, you know? everything's when you, well, when you teach it, you kind of have to separate it right. for you to see what it is. But just like the human body is complex, but it likes to work together. It doesn't like to work separate. So. Yeah. But, um, so from there, just to entertain the audience. Gave them rapport to build, just like literally asking questions, things like that. Um, and I actually knew some of the people beforehand, which actually makes it a lot easier. If you're working a Corbett Big Box gym, try and talk to as many people as you can right there. Because I actually had talked to one of these people on the workout floor who I then sold. So he already kind of knew me. And I actually heard this from a different podcast. Shout out Mind Pump. But uh, there, he was a manager there, one of the co-hosts was a manager at 24 Hour Fitness. And what he was mm. saying is that he actually trained trainers. Wasn't what he Justin? Was, no, it was uh, Adam. They all worked at 24. But, but, they did. but um, Adam works at 24. And what he was saying is that um, typically a client will shop you uh, as a trainer. A client will shop you for about three months before they actually buy from you. Yeah. So have that in mind. Have that mindset that you're open and willing to like talk to anybody, help them out with anything you can, because that Patience. that will pay back, and yeah, it'll yeah. it'll pay back tenfold because they'll tell well, your friends a about lot, it. A lot of the people they start out, they're just like they're just after the money mm-hmm. before trying to build their network, they're building their value, building their um, experience. Like no one is just gonna be like, oh yeah, new trainer, let me go to him. Right. Especially if you're if if you're in like a lot of people that. Generally, would you agree with this on me? I've also heard it from my pub, and I was just like, yeah, it's kind of true. Generally, the people that hire personal trainers are, like, the older people, like, 45 and up. Generally. It it honestly does depend. It does like, depend. It depends on, like, the region you're in. Yeah, for sure. In. But I would say, yeah, anywhere above, like, 40 exactly. years old is probably, probably your, your main Well, experience. that's because when you're at that age and you need help, you're more likely to hire a professional than when you're in twenties. Like, oh, no, I got this. I'll learn. You know. It's funny you said that because I actually had a client who was talking to me today and was like offering me like more opportunities and stuff like that. Like, because mm-hmm. he, he he coaches for um, ice hockey and he was like, oh, would shit. you be willing and able to like maybe one day like come up and just like talk and volunteer your time, just like talk to other coaches about the stuff you're teaching me. I was Holy like, shit. I was like, hell yeah. Holy shit. Like that's a great ass opportunity because exactly because I want to pick my best clients and try and get clients off of them and offer that client. 
free sessions for exactly. that. Because I already told you about this, right? No, you didn't. I, oh, okay, yeah, you cool. Yeah, so, yeah, um, told me. it's a great opportunity I'm looking forward to having. He said it was in October when they're going to have their first meeting. He said, um, I'm going to talk to the board right now and have you attend that. I was like, perfect. God damn, come tell my parents that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, so, yeah, so... Try and have the open mindset on the floor to always be selling. Build your value. ABS. Build your value. Selling. Build your experience. Yep. And you're selling yourself. Exactly. So have that have that bomb ass personality. Be yourself. Be open and willing to help anybody. And you should see the results. Oh yeah. Let, let me finish my point. Like generally, the older people, they're not just gonna look at a train and be like, "Yeah, I want him." They they're gonna look. Unless at... they really want him. Okay. <laughs> they're gonna look at you and they they're gonna come up and ask some like serious questions and they're gonna. They ask for that free session generally because they want to see who the fuck you are. Like, mm. are you going to help them? And then they're going to point at stuff like if someone has low back pain, they're going to point at it and be like, hey, I have low back pain. What can I do? Or like some of the stuff that I've heard, like some people are like, I have knee pain and ankle pain. There's nothing that you can have me do. Right. And a lot of trainers shy away and they're like, yeah, Actually, you're right. Exactly. Yeah. You can do so much for that. And, and. That's just what they're looking for. You, you got to build your value. You got to be patient, bro. In your first career of being a personal trainer, you got to be really, really, really patient. If you're just after it for the money, maybe it's not for you. I'm in debt. You know what I'm saying? Right. You, you, <laughs> you're not going to... I mean, you're going to make that hourly money, but it's, that's not going to be enough. Because a lot of people like hear how like some personal trainers make that six-figure income... That's not going to happen overnight, bro. Right. You got to wait. You got to really establish... Oh, yeah. And then they... And then they might be listening to Mind Pump and, like, some of them were able to make six figures in their first year. That's because they grinded like a motherfucker in their yeah, first Mind year. Yeah, Mind Pump's got to sponsor us now. We've monitored them, like, ten They times. really do. Like, we do. <laughs> they really do. So, um, let me go into uh, what I actually am thinking about now. So, I have them locked into the group training. It's going to be four sessions. Um, so, we're going to do that workshop, build out their programming. And what I'm going to offer them at the end is say, hey... For every four sessions you buy personally, so personal training now, me, me doing you one on one, the one on one interaction Ooh, you from there. One on one, yeah, hundred percent. Bend them over, put them in. You know. <laughs> oh my god! So from there, our our one on one sessions, I'm gonna actually take every four sessions you buy, I'm gonna discount that, and I'm gonna give you two sessions for free. Can so you what, do that at Golds? I mean, it's just gonna be me doing my own time and just investing time. But guess what? If I sold all four of those clients, that's good money. Right. That's what I'm saying. So that's my that's my goal is to try and transition every single client that I just sold there into now one-on-one training because I've already built the value in the now seminar workshops. And then from there, they should really hone the trust in on me and say, hey, look, the form is going to be the most important thing for this, and I really want to make sure I'm by your side for these first couple of workouts. That's how I'm going to – And gonna, if you built your value, it shouldn't be that hard for right, you. Right, it should be easy. It should be, every single client that I just sold that workshop to should now be personal training with me here in the soon future. So mm-hmm. look out for that. They're, they're done with their last seminar here in October – um, so just hear us out. It'll, it'll be coming soon, but, um, let's go into the philosophy as a trainer. What's your philosophy as a trainer? Um, uh, honestly, my philosophy as a trainer, look, so I don't care. So let's say somebody hired me to train them one-on-one, right? Let's say I have them for three months. Um, and then at the end, they're just like, you know what? You and I are not compatible. And obviously it's, it's going to like hurt in the heart. It's going to be like, ouch, right? But as long as they took that fitness is part of life and they take it and turn it to their lifestyle. So if they don't like me as a trainer and they go look for other trainers, they look for other means to continue that good fitness lifestyle, then honestly, I'd be happy. Then I've done my job. Because all, all I want from people is that this lifestyle, like this fitness lifestyle, does not end after this one hour of session that you just did with me. It does not end... With you having your nutrition, I want you to understand that when you're doing this fitness, like I'm, li- like we're literally transforming your life, really emotionally, physically, mentally, uh, like your hormones, everything. We're, we're literally changing everything, and I just want you to take that into account, and I want you to appreciate that as well. Um, like a lot of people, now we appreciate it more, but like in the beginning, they're just like, especially like the younger kids or younger teens, whatever. They're just like personal trainer you know everything is out there why are they even like why are they even in business but basically as long as they take it as their lifestyle forever then I feel like I've accomplished what I want I might not have reached their personal goals to like the fucking they wanted to lose 20 pounds 
and I was not able to get and lose 20 pounds. But if they leave me, and after that, they're like, I still want to continue with fitness because this was a fucking blast just working out, then I'm fine with it. Just try and put it in one sentence. What would you say your philosophy is? God damn, dude. You sound like a professor right now. Try to put it in one sentence. Um, You're thinking too much about school. <laughs> I am. I am, dude. Everything's really school right now for me. Try to take fitness as a lifestyle for the rest of your life. Don't stop at that one-hour training in the gym. That's a run-on sentence, but okay, we'll, yeah, we'll accept it. We'll accept comma, it. Comma, comma, comma. <laughs> <laughs> we'll accept it. Um, so for me, um, I'll just go ahead and say the sentence first. So for me, it's empowering, inspiring, and educating. Oh, I guess healing too. Healing, inspiring, educating, and empowering people mm. through fitness. So that can mean a lot of things. For me, what I really want to do, what my That's main a short goal. sentence. Well, yeah, he was just running. Fuck off. I'm jealous, okay? But for me, what my main goal is... I'm <laughs> jealous? Yeah, you are. No, I like run-off Get sentences. the fuck out. I like run-off sentences. Get the fuck out. You know, I actually have trouble by run-off sentences. I know, you probably papers. do. I do. You probably... Dude, <laughs> so when you talk to me sometimes, I'm like, uh... <laughs> I, to do. I have, like, uh, paragraphs where mm-hmm. literally my, the person's like, where's the period? I'm like, I don't know. Find it. <laughs> it just goes on and on. You're I, dumb, I, I don't give a shit, dude. But let me go back over that yeah, so yeah. we kind of cut that off. I guess but, I want to hear it. Um, so it's inspiring, mm-hmm. educating, empowering, and healing through fitness. So there's four things there. So what my main goal is when I get a client or even before I get a client, um, it's first off letting people know that you can change your life, which is empowerment. You can change your life through fitness, regardless of how you take that, um, whether that means that you want to change your body, whether that means you want to change your mindset. Um, your outlook, um, your actual skills. So you can you can gain skills in the weight room. You can also, from there, apply those skills somewhere else. So you can actually empower your mobility, gain mobility, strengthen that mobility, and then you can start doing things you never thought you could, like playing certain sports, things like that at certain ages, right? So that's the empowering piece. Inspiring is whenever I see someone who's injured, that's my main goal is like saying, hey, look, this is not the end of the road. Right, the train tracks don't end here. Right, they just begun. Right, the the whole like healing and inspiring piece really comes from saying, look, we're gonna start off with something super super light, make it in crazy crazy light, where they're like, that's so achievable. I can really do that. That makes me feel awesome. I can, I can actually. Right, you're not gonna start them off deadlifting four fifteen. Right, this is gonna be something super simple. Three small exercises that's gonna take five minutes a day. I can do that. Like I can commit to that. It's awesome. And then from there. Um, so I said healing, inspiring, and then educating. Educating, um, is a major piece for me. Um, a lot of trainers will kind of shy away from using the specific like terminology for me. I'm the exact opposite. I will tell them the terminology, but then after that, explain exactly. So it's, so it's, it's it's me saying, you know, like talking about certain positions of your body, right? So actually rotate your shoulder, which means, and like, I'll, I'll say it just like this. Can you actually, like, as I'm doing my actual diagnostic test, so one of my assessments is shoulder extra rotation. So what they'll say is go and externally rotate your shoulder, and they'll say, what does that mean? And I'll say, well, extra rotation is where you take your thumb and just open your thumb up. So simply enough, they already know right away. Boom, thumb up, extra rotation. They've now associated the two. And that helps a lot because when I go to actually, like, actually cue them on exercise, I can use those things again. So it not only helps them, but it helps me. So from there... Um, I don't just stop at like the simple terminology, right? I go a lot further than that. Um, educating about why certain pain happens, educating about um, certain muscles that intervene with um, certain joints, things like that. So um, I go really deep into this stuff, going to programming, going to um, knowledge accumulation. So by the end of this, it's kind of like they're going through a, through an actual college course, right? So when they're buying training from me, I want them to leave For that. cheaper. Right, way Basically. cheaper. Basically. Way, 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 <laughs> way fucking cheaper. Whenever they leave my... Um, foot I, I literally want them to understand why i did what i did so i want the, I literally as i'm programming and as we're going through that workout i tell them hey this is why we're doing this you know this is actually to help your core stability gain strength in that low back and have you actually be able to rotate that pelvis under instead of keeping that anterior t- pelvic tilt so um i teach them obviously what the terminology is teach them how to integrate exercise to heal themselves and then also Teach them why programming works, how programming works, and then kind of going into um, the overall like 
this is going to change your life kind of thing. So that's just my philosophy. I want to uh, kind of brief upon that. Whenever you brought that up, as a good topic that I wanted to hear. But um, you and I, you and I have a much different approach. Then you're just trying to tell them, okay, you can leave, as long as as long as you know a fitness is lifestyle. Peace no, out. no, no, no. I didn't say they can leave, but I'm just saying if they didn't like me, like I'm not, I will. Like it's gonna hurt me, obviously. Like as a trainer, you're gonna be like, well, what did I do wrong with this client, right? You could have like ten successful clients, and then one client leaves, and then you're gonna dread that, like honestly. But I'm just saying, like, even if they leave, as long as they understand that I want them to keep going with their fitness journey and find another personal trainer that's good or better, then I'm I'm fine with it, just as long as you keep going with fitness. But uh, you're talking about um, programming, so we see we see a lot of like people on Instagram. Like I'm sending you those um, a lot of posts and stuff. Like people kind of just work out to work out. Like what? What well, is your... working out? There's, there, I just heard this on uh, Joe DeFranco's podcast. Mm. He said there's working out, which is just like the days mean. Today's days workout is this. It's like CrossFit, right? The wad workout of the day, right? It's just a mean to sweat. It's just a mean to to move your body and fill a certain void. But training, training is actually a regimen. Training is a is a program that you are actually going to intervene through your life. At a certain time frame, right? So maybe it's maybe it's three weeks, six weeks, whatever it is. But it's structured. It's a structured program that you're going to continue to progress. But continue your topic. I mean, you kind of okay. I mean, Whoops. Yeah, you kind of yeah, kind of <laughs> hit it before I finished. Okay. I, ju- I just listened to the podcast when I was walking. Uh, I, I I'm sorry. Okay. I'm All sorry. right. Well, he stole mine. Okay, that's fine. But you also wanted to talk about. Stability and strength. Now, yes. like, go ahead and get started on that, because I also don't want. I don't know where you want to take that topic oh, to. Know, so you, you okay, well, what's your definition of strength? What's my definition of strength? To be able to pull your own body weight, honestly. That's okay. That I, I, I'm not talking about like formal. I'm talking about like just generally what is strength? <laughs> okay, because you're saying like like you're, you're talking about strength measurements. You're, you're trying to go that route. Just right, go. I just am. go. Just go. Basically, what is strength? I'm still gonna give you the God same answer, it. honestly. Like this the, fucking dumbass, don't hire his ass. This the, is <laughs> no, <laughs> what do you what, tell like, me what you think strength is? Like, what do you? Uh, I'm still gonna say the same thing. Okay. So, if you think if you take strength and you're like, it's how much weight I can pull. Honestly, I I because um, strength is relevant, mm-hmm. right? So, what I mean by that is. So let's say you bicep curl 45 pounds dumbbell, right? And then you go and try to do uh, tricep kickbacks, and then all you can do is just do one exercise. It's going to be complicated. Just say, just say one. Just say one. I'm not dumb, bitch. That's, oh. I'm trying to compare the both. Let me let me just show you. Okay, so <laughs> you do 45 pound bicep curl, and just like you're feeling good, feeling strong, right? And you're like, yeah, I'm strong. And then you do try kickbacks, and then you try to hit like at least 30 pounds, and you can't do it. And then you try to do 25 pounds, and you can't do it. 15, and you're like, what the fuck? And then ten, and then you're like, okay, now I can do it, right? Let me let me. Where the fuck are you going with this? I, I know. Let, let this me. This going way off topic. Right? No, it's not going way <laughs> off topic. That's why I'm saying like strength is relevant. And then you can only do it with ten pounds, and then you're gonna you're gonna feel weak about yourself, but you shouldn't, because that exercise is generally harder to do, and generally you're gonna hit a lot less weight. That's what I'm trying to say. Like each exercise, you get a pull. So you're talking about strength endurance? No. I'm very confused where he's going. I'm gonna go to my definition of strength and try and try and understand. Well, that's what, you're what I want. I want to see what like what route you want to take. Because my my thing is like with strength, if you can't do your, like the basic body weight, but then you can like deadlift big numbers, then to me you're not all that strong. Well, I would assume her, someone who can deadlift big numbers is sure as hell able to do body weight stuff. That's you'd, why, that's you'd why be I'm surprised. Confused. You'd be surprised they won't be able to do like proper pull ups. Well, those are two different movements, but I'm saying if they loaded a certain movement, like let's say they loaded a really heavy lat pull down and then went to go do a pull up, they could do it. Because pull, like deadlifts is a vertical pull, but it's from the floor, right? So like let's say they they went and they had, had a really, really heavy, you know, 600 pound squat. I'm sure they can bodyweight squat. That's what I'm trying to say. That's why, you're, that's why I'm confused about your definition of what, what you're trying to say here. About why strength is relevant? Well, when you say when you say relative strength, relative strength to me means if you're 150 pounds, I'm 200 pounds. Right. If I could only lift 10 pounds, but you could lift 10 pounds, you'd be stronger. 
That's relative that's strength. That's one relative strength, right? You're just Another really, relative you're, strength that I was talking about is like how some exercises will be stronger to lift, to pull more than like other exercises. I see what you so mean. So like don't compare your bicep curl to your tricep kickback is what I'm trying to say. Because you won't be able to... tricep be, is three muscles, biceps two. So I do that you should be comparing the two because one should be stronger, but... No, but you shouldn't compete... You dumb bitch. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm, you dumb I'm just bitch. being honest. But, okay, let me go to my definition. My definition. It's really short and simple. Maximum force production. That's all you have to fucking say, because that's what strength is. Maximum force production. So that means the okay, most you amount the actual of definition force. Of my Google definition? No, I'm just talking about what, what my definition is, right? When you say strength, what do you think about? Maximum force production. That's all I think about. Is but do you think the general public thinks about maximum force production? Well, I hope so. Like, think about, like, big numbers. They don't. Think about big numbers, But they right? don't. Hit our, hit our DMs. But, um, so think about big I numbers, right? I guarantee you they don't. What, what are, what are they big... They think about pulling big numbers. Okay, stop talking. Okay. What do you think about big numbers, right? Big numbers are more forced to actually pull that or push that or that whatever lift. you need, right? Right. More force you have to produce to get that work done, right? So it's work and force. The most force you can produce at one time is maximal. So maximal force production is then strength. So you're talking about like the one rep maxes. That's strength, yeah. Yeah. So... Maximum force production is strength to me. So, what's your definition of stability? I don't have an actual definition of Dear stability. Dear God. <laughs> I don't... I never look at, like, actual fucking definitions of... Uh... I'm just saying your definition. I'm not saying, like, some kind of well, Bible Well, no, because I remember... You, shit. you said maximum force production. I remember that definition was straight out of the book. No, In a mine, conditioning class that I look, we took I've, last I've applied, semester. No, I've a, no, that wasn't in there. Oh, I, God. I, I, applied, just, I can pull my notebook from last semester. Oh, okay. I can see it. Well, I can tell you when I was 15, I told you the same definition. I doubt it. I, I 100% doubt. can guarantee that that's I highly was. doubt it. Well, you did football, though. So you, right. They might, that's you what I'm saying. This you is where I got, heard, that's where I got that shit you from. You might have heard like, that from a coach then. Because, like, that's, that's why, that's why definition? we went to the weight room. It's right. the What's game your definition of stability? Okay, well, you try and give me yours. No, no, you No, because I want to hear you so you don't try and rip off mine. I'm not going to rip off yours. I'll still keep mine. We've had those talks. You've had yours. I didn't fucking rip it off. He's a bitch. Okay, so my definition is stability. Okay, so... First off, let me say, let me ask you before I ask you answer this. Do right. you think strength and stability? They go hand in hand. Are I the, think no, so. hold on. Not are they hand in hand, but are but, they the same? I don't think so. Okay. I believe. So you could be strong, but then stability could hold you back from being even stronger. Thank you. Perfect. Okay, that's that's what I hope you would say. And, yeah. For and the sure. reason that strength and stability are different is just because of that. Because if you have stability, you can express your strength. But Make what is stability, right? So, stability to me, in my own terms, keeping your body from wobbling. To be honest, that would be like my simple definition. Okay, of it. cool. Do you guys hear that? I, I, my my mic was kind of turned away. I just said like keeping your body from wobbling. From honestly, I like that. Um. So what in I a, in a given lift. Obviously. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's, it's, all, it's, it's all it's all relative. It's, what, exactly, it's all doing. relative. Because um, obviously different limbs are wobble compared. Redeem myself. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking dude. Um, so for me, the definition of stability is using the muscle function to keep you in a sound position. So think about things like... Um, That's a very like... Smart definition. I could have not thought about that definition. That's just true, though. Like it's true, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. what, what are muscles? But I would have never put those words together, honestly. Well, think about <laughs> think about what muscles are, right? So if you're doing a bench press, right, your your prime mover would be your pectoralis, right? right? So your pectoralis major. So it's a prime that's mover. That's a pec. Yeah, whatever. Okay. <laughs> your prime mover is that main muscle that is actually doing most of the work, right? right? That's where you start feeling and the pump. Your back, secondary you know? movements and your stability movements. So. The ones that are stabilizing muscles, there's actually a category, the stabilizing muscles, right. are then your stability muscles, right? So right. if you just think about that, that's how I got the definition in my mind, right? Because that's how that's how biomechanics works. So think about when you're doing a squat, right? What's the limiting factor most of the time? On your squat? Well, I guess there's many different factors. It's pretty compound. Mine is my lift. hip. That's really, yeah, it's really compound lift. Yeah, mine but is my hip. But most people, it's like the knee valgus, right? Their, mm. their, their knee wants to like cave in. I never had that problem, dude. I've a lot of people do like like that's when that's when they'll dump the weight. Just, You've like, seen me like collapse. my problem is always just my hip. Yeah, your low back. Way yeah. back is yeah. so bad. Like I need to fix. That's that a lower dose of shit. Though. I think it is. Yeah. But so think about think about your knees, right? When your knees, they always coach this, right? Knees over knees over toes. Keep pushing your knees out. Keep pushing your knees out. What are they trying to get you to do? Activate which muscle? When you keep your knees out. Mm-hmm. Quad. Okay. God damn it. It's your fucking glute meat. <laughs> it's a fucking stabilizing muscle. This muscle right over here. 
So if you're looking at the butt, it's a side butt. Um, it's that muscle. Do you feel that when you do your squat? Because I'm thinking about my squat right now and... Well, do a bodyweight squat right now. Go to the very bottom of the squat and push your knees out. You'll feel it. Okay, so yeah. whenever... So I'm, I'm doing that right now for the podcast. So slowly go down to the squat. My at, knees... At the very bottom, don't rely on your structure. Push out. So, so push out right here. That's, see, my glutes are not activated. You know what activates when I do that? Honestly, my adductors. Like, you, l- legit. You need, more, you need to fucking stretch that bitch out then. I think so. I... Like a frog General, Generally, soccer players are usually, like, we're tighter in our adductors. And that's yeah, why it activates. Yeah, I see crossovers and stuff. Exactly. So that's why I was just, like, fucking quat. Because my, my glutes were <laughs> never activated doing that. That's why we shit squat. But, um, so... <laughs> we, need, we need to squat more. Okay. Hey, we started doing bicep curls, so... You're a dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so stability... Um, right, so then people want to bring up the argument of, okay, well, you need a strong stability muscle. Could you argue that that's true? Or do you need I, a functional stability muscle? You could argue both, but I... Let's think from about... From what we've been doing, I'd argue the functional part Think more. about, like, a hip circle, right? The, the band that you put between your knees. You know, people, like, put those between their knees and squat. Mm, like when they squat with the band above mm-hmm. their knee, and then they squat. So there is a component called RNT that's reactive neuromuscular training. That would send you to the air position and you have to use your mind to connect to actually, to yeah. actually externally rotate I could see it in that position right if you're rehabbing an ACL or PCL or whatever kind of injury in your knee and you really have to focus on keeping the knee traction in the right place I could see yeah, that yeah but that's like late stage of rehab for but well yeah obviously but yeah. what I'm saying is that most people use this as like a glute activation exercise they do they're trying to train that glute meat right they're trying to get the extra I'm rotation. the opposite if I do that I'm trying to activate my adductors and get them to stretch out more just because my, my shit's weird. tight as hell that it, it helps. Yeah, because reciprocal inhibition, like you're you're opposing op- exactly that actually does that action. But um, so what 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 I'm trying to say here is that would you prefer to put a band around your knees to train the stability muscle, or would you rather put yourself in an unstable position to train the stability muscle? Fuck. I don't. Individual based, I guess. Okay, well, I'm gonna say 100 percent of the time. It's a band. I mean, I'm gonna say 100 percent of the time that it's it's gonna be putting yourself in an unstable position to gain the stability. That's what that's what stability is, right? It's the functional muscle acting in that air position, right? So think about this, right? Instead of doing a bilateral squat where you're really going all the way down, sinking down, pushing the knees out, coming back up, do a unilateral squat. Right, that exactly. Going with it? Yep. Exactly. Going onto one leg or a staggered stance and trying bilateral to. Bilateral squat is just a regular squat. Right. By the way, two, two, two legs. legs. Yeah. Unilateral is like any form of. Just one. Uni means leg. one. So just think about that. Bi means two. Two. Uni is one. And not necessarily a pistol squat when he says uni. Right. I'm not, tr- I'm not trying to go that far yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just trying to say okay, to train, inst- train instability, there's two ways to progress, right? So you think strength, you're adding more weight. We're going to kind of talk about that. More weight to make more force production. Yeah. That's how you're training strength. Straightforward for strength. Right. Yeah. But for stability, you're gaining instability to train that right. stability. So you'd go from two legs to a staggered stance to one leg. Or offsetting a load as well. Right. And then that's yes. exactly that's, that's, that's where off, offset load comes in after you're on one leg. So Are oh, you trying to go there again? Yeah, going oh, contralateral bad. or ins- ipsilateral. So contralateral is the opposite. So, so let's say the right leg is down. Right. Left arm has the weight. Ipsilateral is the... Right leg is down, right hand has the weight. So that'd be how you train for stability. So right. now with the definition and understanding in place, which would you argue? Argue which two? Now that you're, let's say, contralaterally, ipsilaterally loading a single leg to train the same muscles or having a band around your knees. I do the one to uh, train stability. But how many people do you think do that? Not a lot. Right. You don't see a lot of people in the gym doing that at all. Ever. Honestly. Ever. So you might get one in a once in a blue moon. So people think like, okay, training muscle action. Okay, so what my glute meat does externally rotates and adducts my um, my femur, right? So I'm gonna train muscle action by putting a band around. Well, shouldn't you train muscle function because it's a stability muscle? And the, the stu- but you can still I can argue, see ar- you can still argue the other. I can side. see the argument. That's why it depends on the individual. Like, what are you trying to get? 
It also comes back to one of our podcasts when we said, what are you trying to get out of what's that your particular intent? session? Exactly. What's your yeah, intent? Yeah, what's your intent? You know, and, and I like to ask that question, too. Like, if it's a rehab patient, I'm not going to fucking put them on, on that kind of exercise quite right. yet. It well, it's be, not it even just a, a rehab uh, patient. It doesn't have to be a rehab uh, patient. It could be, like, someone who's starting to work out, someone or someone who stopped working out and trying well, to get back into work well, out. Well, we just weirdly talked about introduce. Yeah, but you don't want to introduce, like... That offset load right away. But what I'm saying is that we already talked about this. Like, we already talked about how... And you even, you even said it as well. You said you have to have, you know, stability first. first yeah, for sure. So guess what? If you don't have stability, you can't express your strength. So wouldn't you want to gain stability first? Shouldn't the first training right. program be over stability? Well, for sure. But I think the general public and a lot of people are just like, slap on more weight for strength, you know? Right. And they... And they, they kind of, like, forget about the whole stable thing. And, and right now, like, the, as we're talking, what I'm thinking about is, uh, like, a very common lift is the deadlift. Um, it it kind of, it might be, go, it might go off topic, but I, it kind of relates in my head. Uh, like, a lot of times, like, for you, when you're doing a deadlift, what gives out before your legs, per se, or your lower back? Like, if it's heavy, what gives yeah, out? Yeah, if it's heavy, yes. My grip? Right, and that's what gives out for me as well. Kind of like that's what I think about. But when we did trap bars, when we maxed out, we did trap bars, so it was a lot easier in the grip. Right. But for that one, that's kind of hard to tell. I, I think right it's, when you're trying to produce all that force, you have a governor, and the governor is stability. Mm. So if you don't feel stable, you're not going to feel like you can actually express the strength. And the big lift is the squat. If you're not stable in a squat, oh my god, holy the, fuck. the eccentric. If you're oh just going to dip back down and try and bounce back out of that without having control. Did we have this guy actually deadlift? We just. Used a, <laughs> he literally just used the weight to bounce right back yeah, up. Yeah, he did. Dumb shit. That's why it's a deadlift. You're literally stopping the motion. And exactly. Not a bounce lift. <laughs> Not a bounce lift. <laughs> but um, so actually, I got a lot of this, a lot of this information from um, Jordan Shallow. So I don't know if you if you follow him or not. Cheater. On Insta. Did you just plagiarize his words? Though? I didn't. Oh, no. good shit. But I have I have um, listened to a lot of his stuff and actually read a lot of his stuff too. He's a chiropractor, so he's a really knowledgeable guy. But um, I don't know you listen to chiropractors. One of my really good friends is a chiropractor. It's hard for me to trust chiropractors, dude. Well, it's hard to find good it's chiropractors. Hard, it's hard for me to trust a, 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 a PT or a fucking personal trainer. PT as in physical therapist or a personal trainer? No, no, no. PT as in physical therapist was there's those run-of-the-mill ones, right? The ones that are like, let's see how many clients we can make come in today and do, you know what I'm saying? Like, we'll have six people over here, I'll have one doc doing it. You know, there's PTs, there's any business you're in, there's bad business people in that business. So having a, having that mindset of I don't trust chiropractors is kind of horseshit. You have to really think individually, right? That's anything. Oh, no, no, that's why I had to correct myself and say it's hard for me to find a good chiropractor. Right, right. That's why I That's a much myself. better statement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that is yeah. a much better statement. Just so you guys know, chiropractors I, yeah. aren't shit, it's just there's, no, no, there's no, a few no. that, that don't. Exactly. Because I said that and then I thought about it and I was like, I found like two chiropractors. Not in my lifetime, but recently I've actually found two good chiropractors. So, but honestly, uh, I'd say like two years back, I did shit on chiropractors. I really mm-hmm. did, honestly. Because like, they just talk about popping and um, like putting a disc back in place and all that shit. And it's just like, so you can do that through popping, you know? But looked into it more and I was like, well, maybe there are some good chiropractors. Out there. Well... Going back to Jordan Shell, he was on a, a podcast <laughs> recently. Just so now, now that we're getting to the topic, we might as well talk about it. Since uh, we kind of brought it up, he was in a podcast hey, so recently. Hold basically, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before, um, before we go on, I'm sorry, but I'm about to pop a sparkling water. Just can. so you can hear it, here it comes. Oh, oh, uh, listen to the bubbles. Oh my god, sparkling water. <laughs> I love you. Okay, we got we got a shout out. Here's your brand name. Go ahead and sponsor us. What is it? Was the brand name? Oh, Let's shit, see. I can't even... What is it? Uh, Schnooks. It's Schnooks brand. Okay. <laughs> Schnooks brand. For the cheap boys. I'm in debt. Gotta have that, gotta have that off Schnooks brand. Schnooks since 1939. Sparkling water. That's our uh, our sponsor for the day. Shit. They haven't paid us anything. We paid them. So, go ahead and go to Schnooks. <laughs> uh, two bottles for one dollar. They're not bottles or cans. Oh, they're we're just, cans. We my bad, just my bad. opened a can. Yeah, we did. Two okay. cans for one dollar, guys. So, go ahead. Give the boys... A good drink. You know, um, Schnooks is in like world round. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, fuck man. That's like, maybe it's just regional. Yeah, maybe the. Is it? Yeah, no, you didn't know not. that? Like, Safeways all over the West Coast, there's no Safeways around here. Schnooks is all over the Midwest. I've seen a Safeway here, though. No, you have not. Oh, that's a Costco. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you bitch. Way I different. I don't shop a lot. Okay, that's a lie. 
<laughs> you don't shop for groceries. I don't shop for groceries. There you go. Okay, but going into like the popping <laughs> thing. Going into the popping thing, basically what he was saying is that um oh relating to popping, the popping the can, you know, here it comes back again. But uh That's why I did it. Okay, you bitch. But you. Okay. But um <laughs> <laughs> but the popping thing, what he was going into and saying was that basically allows your CNS, your central nervous system, so basically your brain connection with your muscles to relax. Allowing you to relax certain muscles that have always been tonus. Right. So I had to learn that. The tonus like, muscles are the ones that are always active mm-hmm. and tight. And then actually getting that nice, you know, manipulation through the joint allows the muscle to relax. Like your multifundus, a really long spine muscle that goes all the way up and down. Um, he was talking about that and how that controls. Um, like you can't control that muscle. You can't say, I want to go and relax my, my multifundus. Mm-hmm. But having that manipulation will have that small depression of tonicity. So tonicity just means muscle contraction. So it'll slightly reduce the muscle contraction for a little bit, allowing it to relax. So it just obviously, if it's a spine muscle, it's gonna it's gonna be directly correlated with what the tension is in your spine. So if it relaxes, guess what? You're out of that pain for a little bit. That's why it's temporary. It's only something to come back for more and more pops. And but and that's a, that's why I kind of uh, shit on them because I was just like, it's temporary relief. It's kind of like taking a pain medicine, right? You well, just take it. You're good. If, it, if it's a good chiro, shouldn't he be doing more than just popping? They teach you so much more. In chiropractic school, I've seen my fucking friend's workload. It is insane. There's like 34 credit hours. Like, you think you're busy? He's fucking out of the, out of, out of the water. Is it dude. fun to be a chiropractor? I don't know. I'm not a fucking chiropractor. He's not yeah, either. So. No, is it fun going for school for a chiropractor? Oh, I mean, he seems like he's fucking way too busy. Damn. Way too busy. Okay, you have 12 credit hours right now? Yeah. They're making me do 15 for oh, fuck's so sake. Oh, 15 right now? Imagine... 12. Imagine doubling that and then adding more. Yeah, they can fight. Oh. <laughs> That's what he's doing right now. I think it's like 36 or something like that. Is right he graduate school or... Yeah. Well, yeah, that's why. Well, when you get to graduate school, generally, l- let me finish. Let me finish. Generally, then school is your thing, so you're going to devote your time to it, you little bitch. <laughs> okay, fuck you. Right. All right, um, but you want to talk about food. I love food. You, you were really hungry the other day, and you were like, let's let's go ahead and talk about macros. I, I do want to talk about macros. So I want to ask you this question. Um, why are you a bitch? Well, you know, the long history. You know, I was raised by a bitch. Okay, you dumb fuck. But I wanted, have you ever, like, from starting fitness, even when you wanted to really lose weight, have you ever strictly counted your macros and was like, no, no, never? Good shit. Have you? No, not really, honestly. Well, when I started out, that's what I, obviously, that's what I heard a lot about is macros, macros, macros. That's all you hear about, yeah. Yeah, and never, never counted them. But even the certifications, I kind of like, talk about them. But, yeah. Which but they are important. They, they are important. You know, there, there's, a, there's a lot of truth that they, they do hold that, that it is factual. They are important, but they don't need to be that fucking crazily important. Like, People just obsess about them. Like, let's say you need, like, if you're a 220-pound person, whatever, like, muscle, not fat, and um, you need, like, I don't know, 200-210 grams of protein per day, maybe more, don't, like, oh, my God, I'm, like, at 195, I need... 15 more, I need a protein shake, and you already had a protein shake. You don't need to go ahead and do that That's shit. That's what I'm saying. People right. forgot too much about that aspect. Honestly, if you need 200 grams of protein, and you get, like, even 160, 180 a day, you'll be fine. Just generally. bust a nut, swallow it. You'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, all right. That's where you're going with that. You know what I'm saying? Get your protein, oh, okay. you know what I'm saying? So get rid of the protein that you already had just to put it back One in. One pump. And then Man, I'm listening to yourself right now. <laughs> so get rid of the protein you already have. Just put it back in. <laughs> Is that hey, what you want to do? You're just storing the protein. You're gonna you're gonna ingest it. Later, All right, you but, know what I'm saying. But I'm just saying, like, what do you have to say about? Don't actually swallow your cum, though. I mean, unless you're into that shit. Well, I mean, you can't judge. So you're judging people? No. It's 2018, I guess. Exactly, it's 2018, dude. Shout out all my cum swallowers. Hopefully you're just females, but. <laughs> You know, I, you're I appreciate sexist. Huh? You're sexist. I just don't want to think about a man. There's some, some males that are gay. They like suck dick and... Well, well, yeah, I get that. But I'm saying swallowing your own. Oh, your own? Wait, so you want a female... So a female can't swallow her own cum, but a male can't swallow his own cum? Well, like, you know, when they're finger banging it, they're like... <laughs> <laughs> they get a little lick, you know what I'm saying? Dude, yeah, you're sexist, Have man. you ever tried your own cum? No! You ever, like, bust it like, on your face a little bit? You're like... Oh, like no. 
<laughs> never. Never. Have you? Never. Never. Like I promise, hundred percent. Never. There's one time. There's <laughs> For one you? Time, yeah. There's one time. It was too close to my cheek. I knew <laughs> it was there. <laughs> I swear, I didn't know it was there. <laughs> and like went to wipe my face and like a little bit on my lip and I was like, oh, oh god. Oh, I would have thrown up honestly. It wasn't good. It was not good. But um yeah, when you talk about uh macros like. You have people that train and stuff. Do you recommend for people to count their macros? I think... Have we even talked about how nutritionally coach people? Have we talked about that yet? I, th- I feel I like we, we have. I think we touched upon it. I don't we think touched we went into it. too much detail. Um, but when I actually coach people, it's going to take a long, long time. Like, at least two months before we get to even talk about macros or anything like that. I set them up to where it's gonna be nice and easy to transition them into a lifestyle rather than into. Oh yeah, you did touch base on how yeah. like you tell them, okay, like maybe today, cut off fast food today. Right, maybe like, cut like, off whatever. Like this week, what you're gonna do is increase your water intake. And yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. stepping stones. Exactly. Like next week, you're gonna keep that so same did, goal, but okay, then build so upon that. Yours. So we went we went about that a little bit. Do you ever talk to your? Well, you have. Uh, you have I haven't, but I want to talk about like macros and how some people fail with their nutrition because of counting their macros. So generally, if you get, like, too fucking hunched over over this, I need this much fats, I need this much fortress, I need I need my carbs, no, 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 I need to cut off my carbs now, and then it's not working, maybe it's time for you to be, like, more laid back through your nutrition, I'm not saying go hams on fast food or on, like, unhealthy superfoods, but have a good diet-based, healthy-based food, and, and see where you go, have your three meals a day, have healthy snack, have your shake, don't count your macros, just train, and just see how you feel. If you well, didn't find success counting your macros, you might find success doing taking this route a little more. What I want to point out is that macros obviously are important. Like They do play a really big role in your success of building muscle or losing fat. Because what macros boil down to is calories. So the calorie equation, you have to have a negative or a deficit to lose your fat. Like, it's not just going to magically pop off your body. Whether that's intermittent fasting, whether that's doing whatever you want, it's not just going to magically pop off. So, the calories is how people typically get their macros is by deciding what their calorie intake is, and then from there, deciding what their macros is. So, what I think is more important is that your protein is at least a stationary position. Don't really move your protein around too much for your, if you have goals either up in weight to build muscle or down in weight to lose Protein's fat. Important. It's very important. It's, it's very, very important. But the carbs and fats, it's it's okay. It's okay to kind of be leaning on those. Like you don't need to have a solid structure. Like I'm gonna do this exact same thing. Generally, if you're gonna lose weight, try to have your carbs in the beginning of the day. Well, you could also have a day. I mean, it it just depends what you're working. It depends on how you work, what your workout is. Yeah, it's it's also different. But but just generally speaking, for sure the protein does matter. Like they just did a study that was protein equated, and I think it was like a 12 week long study, and they showed that. like, calorie-equated and protein-equated, the people who are high-carb versus people who are low-carb, there was no difference in fat loss. So what that means is that regardless of if you're, if you're eating carbs a bunch, you're eating carbs little, there's no real big significant difference. So um, and that's, don't be so stressed about everything else. And Just worry about the protein equation with, and, the, and the calories. Especially with the carbs, because when I started like paying so much attention to what I was eating, and I was like, uh, this is carb, this is carb, blah, 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 and I was like, I'm never going to go for the shape I want. I just found myself, like, my trainings weren't well. And, uh, like, sometimes, because sometimes I just did not have enough carbs because I thought I had way more. But then I get into the gym or, like, the soccer field, and I'm just, I feel depleted. And obviously, I was just like, 100% it's the carbs, right? And all of a sudden, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to go back to what I was doing, right? I, was, I did not pay attention to my carbs. I was just eating healthy foods, generally healthy foods, if I wanted to have a snack, fuck it. If I wanted to have an ice cream at the end of the night, fuck it as well. If you want to have a granola bar box in your car, fuck it. <laughs> Actually, for some time I did have. <laughs> I know. I saw your car. Remember in your Mazda? Oh. There was hella fucking shit in there. Yeah, you did get in my Mazda. I forget that. You also got in my Mazda. But yeah, I did have that for a long time. But it worked for me. As an individual, that lifestyle works for me more. Will it change if I grow older? Most likely. Most likely. Probably, honestly. Like, 
with my testosterone levels changing, probably or your will, activity level changing. Exactly. Any, I mean, any little, any little change, everything else should change. Probably know? need to modify my food as well, but at the moment, I don't need to do that. So you gotta right. find what works for you mostly, and don't do chicken and broccoli every day and rice. Just don't do it. You don't need that every day. Do it if you want. If it's something you can stick. I mean, to. if you that's, want, if you like that's, it. That's what it comes down to. Is like whatever you can stick to is gonna be a good diet. You know what I mean? True. As long as the protein calories are equated for. Just fuck around with the kinda fats like, and carbs so you feel like you're, you're adequately energized. And then from there... Kind of like what Sal said about cardio. Okay, like they got to sponsor us now. My or, pump, or, or, my or we're pump? sponsoring them. <laughs> we got we got two sponsors I for today. We got MindPup Media works. and I we've got... the bigger people sponsor the smaller people. I don't know, but what we're going to do today is we're going to sponsor Schnooks brand sparkling water. We sponsoring we, them? We got, we, got the, we got the berry, hit them up. We got the orange, hit them up. Wait, Lemon, we, we can regular. We from this, can we? No, definitely not. All it's going to do is like positive word of mouth. They can't do shit. But, and then MindPup Media, you know, you got Doug, Sal, Adam, Justin, Taylor, Enzo. Shout out, MindPup Crew. Oh, yeah. Go ahead and get their uh, MAPS split program. Okay. No, don't do that. No, get the, get the fuck out of here. All right, man pump? Mind pump? Man pump? I know. <laughs> this, I, this dude, I, I was trying to like breathe and then I said that, but mind pump? <laughs> you thinking about man pump? This is, I'm, I'm about to walk out of this goddamn room. Mind pump? Man pump. Um, Go ahead and sponsor Does it us. pump your I, wiener? I just hooked you guys up. You know, 5,000 people about to buy your uh, math split. And then come to the, come to the, mid, come to the Midwest. Go to Schnooks, stock up. They're selling 12 packs right now oh, shit. for cheap. Stone, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. You know what would be funny? It's like this Schnooks brand sponsors Mind Pump, and we're just here like, what <laughs> the, the fuck? fuck out. Out. I'd be so mad. Get the fuck I would just out. be like, what the fuck just happened? All right, with that, we're going to conclude today's episode. Uh, so go ahead Still and follow. Fuck that frog. Yeah, fuck the frog. Fuck, fuck the name of the dog. Okay, <laughs> you bitch. Um, Fuck go ahead and yeah. follow Ali at, at Ali Sood. A-L-I-S-E-O-U-D. Go ahead and follow our joint account at S-B-D-O Podcast. And then go ahead and follow me at, at P.T. Cantrell 96. Remember to look back at... 69. Okay, you bitches, 96. And then remember to look back at Ali's uh, old posts. All you're going to see is just bad lordosis. That's all. It's hyper lordosis. No, lordosis. Check it out.